to the VIP Show Podcast. This is Jose Aristimuño, bringing you the biggest names in the game of business, entrepreneurship, and life to help you level up, get inspired, and become the most successful you. You already know the VIP Show. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the VIP Show with your host, Jose Aristimuño. Folks, I told you you know, going into Q4 almost, I told you we're not playing around. I told you we're bringing the best of the best when it comes to coaching, entrepreneurship, personal development. Uh, you know it. And there's no one better, no one better that I could bring on the show now than my great friend, former NFL player, speaker, podcast host, book author, man. I mean, he's got it all, man. When, you, when you're talking about making shift happen and shifting your life, right? Um, no one else than my great friend, Anthony Trucks. Anthony, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, man. Happy to come here and hang out with you. Thank you, brother. Man, I, I can't believe, you know, we're, 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 it's, we're, we're way past the halfway mark, as they say, um, yeah. in, in 2023. And so many things have happened, obviously, when it comes to the economy and, and when it comes to even just things around the world, you know, Ukraine, yeah. Russia, not even to get too political. But, you know, there, there's been a lot of shift, shift happening in yeah, the world, it? right? Yeah. Before we get into all of that, before we get into all of that, there, there's a question I like to ask all my guests that come on the VIP show. And it's this. Who was Anthony Trucks, the little boy, okay, before all this success and all this fame, you know, came about? Yeah, that's an interesting question. The little boy, uh, he was a uh, not a very good little boy, we'll call it. I was, I was a kid that dealt with like a lot of, as a kid growing up foster care. So I was given away as a kid and during a pretty heinous childhood, we'll call it. And so I wasn't a very happy kid. I wasn't a very nice kid. I wasn't a very good kid. Uh, but at a certain point, around like 14, 15 years old, after a kind of a like 11 year journey in the, the whole foster care system, I started finding ways to build myself to be better. So, yeah, the little kid, man, yeah, you may not have wanted to hang out with that guy. We'll call it. <laughs> Look, and, and it's important, right? I mean, I think and you you talk about this openly in, in your talks, you know, and, and everything else, your podcast that, that you were given away when you were three years old. Yeah. You know, if, if I go back, if, I, if we go back to that moment, obviously you were three. So I'm not sure how much you remember. I'd be curious to know if you do remember uh, anything of that of, moment. Yeah. Um, how has that affected your life, Anthony? In, in a lot of ways. It, it, well, this is always a statement I love. And it says a smooth seas never made skilled sailors. So mm -hmm. the effect is interesting, mm -hmm. right? The, the effect is one that I wouldn't say was one that I, I liked. Like, I didn't like that it took place, but things in my life, but I appreciate that they took place. It gives me a strength that many people don't have at my age now. There's a lot I can deal with and I can manage where most people fall apart. I'm able to pretty much, you know, power through a lot of it because I dealt with crazy. But it also allowed me to be in a better place of of what I choose to do to serve and talk and, and be present for folks because I love thank yous. I love the appreciation. I love, like, I'm a, I'm a words of affirmation kind of human when it comes to, like, the five love languages. And the best way that I get those genuine words is by giving a lot to the world. And I want them because I didn't get it a lot as a kid. Nobody said, mm -hmm. I love you or I want you around. And so I, I get it from the world in different ways as an adult man now, but it's because I give out a whole lot. Wow, man. And I love that way you, what you said, sm smooth seas, you know, do not make skilled sailors. And, it, and it's so mm -hmm. true uh, and such a perfect, you know, sort of way of describing life, right? I mean, th 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 there's no mistakes. Th there's no hardships. Right? There's only lessons, right? Um yeah. And 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 for those of you guys, you know he's you know and 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 sitting here, you got a great studio, man. And and Anthony's in in San Francisco, and we were chatting a little bit before the show. You have a logo, the logo on your shirt and on your microphone, yeah. dark work. 
Talk yeah. to me about that. What does dark work mean to you and why that name? Oh, man. Dark work is the work you do in the dark so you can win in the light. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to, to win. And I, and I go deeper on it. But essentially, there's this there's things you do that are unseen, the quiet hours, the, the early mornings, the late nights, the, the difficult stuff that no one's cheering for, nobody's watching, nobody goes, hey, great job, that only you know you did. But because you did those things, you can shine brighter in the light for two reasons. One is because you have a new skill set. You've developed something. You've hardened you know, this, this, this kind of ingrained pattern of what you now can do because you learn what nobody else was. The two, you have a, what I call a dark work mentality, which is I have done too much work in the dark to lose in the light. You quite literally harden your psychology. You harden your mind. You harden yourself to where the work you did will not be for nothing. I'm going to win that game. I'm going to get that job. I'm going to get that business successful. I'm going to get that sale. And you'll fight a different way than most people who haven't done that dark work. So for me, it's going away from this world's direction of immediate gratification and loving the outcome and going, I want you to fall in love with the process because the process is the sexy part of it. The process is what gives you production and gives you the outcome of what you desire in life. Wow, man. So so much, so much good information in there. And a lot of the work and you know, a lot of the work that you do in life goes unnoticed because like you said, you're doing it yeah. in the dark. You're doing it early mm-hmm. in the morning. You're doing it late at night before people notice. But those are the things that make you shine, whether it's business, whether it's working out. Right. I mean, you got to work out countless hours to have the shape that that you want with everything that's happening, with everything that's happening in the world today. Um, obviously, with, with the economy in the U.S. and really the economy across the world. You you I mean, you you're a master. When it comes to personal development, you're a master in understanding on how to take in a bad time and making it, turning it into a good time, going through a breakthrough. But for people who don't have that skill yet, and they're sort of hitting a wall in their life when it comes to finances or personal or, you know, world, how do you overcome that? It's not easy. Here's the thing. Action ends suffering. It's a very simple statement that somebody one time told me. And so a lot of people are suffering financially, they're suffering joy-wise, there's a lot of suffering. And what people go is, I don't feel good. And what they do is nothing because they don't feel like it. So I don't feel like anything, so I don't do anything. And I go, the only way you fix that is by taking some action. It's a collection of actions that will end your suffering. You want to make more money, it's going to be a collection of actions. You want to fix your marriage, collection of actions. You want to get a better body, it's a collection of actions. Are they all going to be successful from the get-go? Absolutely not. You might have a couple of weeks, months of nothing having a breakthrough, but if you just stay in the flow, eventually, inevitably, an action will take place that breaks it all open for you. And so for a lot of people, they've given up hope on the actions doing anything. They go, oh, I tried and it didn't work. Yeah, you tried at the level of what you know or what your current level of, of uh, we'll call it maximum capacity is. Like you you went to the level that you wanted to go to and you said it was too much. But the reality is your dream demands more of you. If, if the dream demands something at a level here and you only want to give this, of course you're not going to get it. You have to elevate that over time. So you have to be willing to step in and do things that are completely out of character, that are uncomfortable, that don't mm-hmm. feel like they're who you are. A lot of my work is all rooted in identity. When people go about the, the dark work, what's the goal of that? Mm-hmm. I believe you cannot attain or sustain a life above your current identity. Your identity has actions and habits, perspectives, and mindset. There's things it does. That's why certain people have certain things. Not like they're lucky. They do those things, but they do them because it's who they are to do them. You have to elevate to that. And so for the first part of it, it's like, realize it's going to take some work, stuff that's not going to be sexy. And two, it's going to take out of character work, things you've never done, you've never felt like doing. They feel like a like your stomach gets twisted and not to the thought of it. Mm-hmm. But if you do that and you lean in, eventually it goes from being this thing you hate to do that you can't imagine not doing. 
Wow. Wow. I mean, no, it, it's so important. And, 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 and identity. Okay. So would you say, let's get a little bit into sort of like manifestation, because sure. I think manifestation in a way you have to believe you already have certain things before you even have them. And then you maybe got to follow that with, with the actions that maybe you don't think that you're fully prepared, you know, to, to attain, or maybe you don't feel like you're fully trained to, mm-hmm. to achieve them. So my, so my question to you is, do people have to believe that they've obtained something before they go get her? Go a little deeper if you can on the identity yeah. part, because you have to change their uh, identity. Yeah. So identity, I, I, my definition is it's who you are when you aren't thinking about who you are. Right. So we all got up today and started doing things. We just kind of navigated the day. It's just, it's a natural flow. It's our habitual instinctual flow through life. It's not what it was five years ago. It's not what it was five months ago. We, we are always elevating. We do it one of two ways that we do it on demand when crap hits the fan. Life goes sideways. We got to find a way to get it done. And we go, well, I didn't know I had that in me. So why do we wait till crap hits the fan? So for me, it's not really as much about manifestation as it is about, can I look at this thing that I want to have and go, who has that? Can I see someone who has it? What are traits of theirs? How do they function? How do they flow? What is their natural state that's providing that? Oh, well, they do get up early in the morning and I see them doing this specific thing and they are watching this. They happen to read this book and you see these little pieces of what they do and this is how they interact with their wife, their kids. And you see it and you go, that's not who I am. I don't do that. I guess I can't have it. And I go, no, you don't do that. So do that. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. That's and right. It's not going to be who you are to do it. Like when I played football, I wasn't the guy that cut footballs and lifted weights and ran around. That wasn't who I was. So I just did those things. And yes, in the beginning, you're like, it's out of character. I don't know. This doesn't feel comfortable. Of course it does. You've never done it. That's why you don't have what you want. So what happens is you start doing those things. And at first they are uncomfortable, but eventually mm-hmm. they become who you are to do it. No one can take it away from you. You show up with a different mentality of I've done too much work in the dark to lose in the light. This is who I am now. And that's what people are, are missing out. The whole process of this, the manifestation is you're still working towards something. But if you only are going to wait, because if you, here's the thing, faith's an interesting monster because faith is, is believing in something you can't see just yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what you have to kind of do in this process. It's like, I, I have faith in my ability, but it's not that you can't see it, which is crazy because somebody already has this thing. It's that you can't see you with it. Mm-hmm, and so if you can take mm-hmm. trickle it back and go, I don't see me there, but I have faith that if I do these things, I can get there. Well, now you'll get in the pocket. Now you'll stay in the flow when you need to. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, the belief is the only thing you have. The motivation will disappear. You're not going to wake up on fire you know, a week from yeah. now, mm-hmm. but it's still got to get done. And the thing is a belief guides you. Like a belief moves you forward. So you're not relying upon the emotion, but you're relying upon being disciplined to the plan that you have in place to get to that point in your life. Wow. 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 That's Folks, you are listening to the VIP show. I'm your host, Rosario Simonio. We got Anthony Trucks on the show. Folks, you got to put this episode on repeat. I'm telling you, Anthony's giving you the tools, man. He's giving you the fire, but you got to not just listen. You got to execute on some of the things that he's saying, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Anthony, let's let's talk about the NFL. You yeah. are a former NFL player. Um, maybe talk to me a little bit about, I know you were injured and 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 you you no longer sort of stay doing, you know, being a, being a professional athlete. Yeah. What did the NFL teach you about sort of the person that you are today? I think it's the intangible things that you can't put into words, man. You you get the NFL is a cutthroat world. Mm-hmm. People look at it and go, it's a fun game. <laughs> you understand what it's like to I mean, this is how it works. They fly you in, mm-hmm. you don't know a single person. You you have someone that that you meet out front that they just they don't care about you to an extent, like that their job to pick you up at the airport. 
You drive to a building that you've never seen before. You walk into a, a place where you've never known a single person. They tell you, put cleats on, put shoulder pads on, whatever, and go out and I want you to compete at the best level you can against people you've never met before. You don't know who they are. You don't know how, you barely know their names. Wow. And then every day, like if you do get signed, right? This is tryouts. If you do get signed, you don't have a home you go to where you feel comfortable because it's not your home. Your home's a different state. Mm-hmm. You're not around friends because your friends aren't there. You're tired. You're hot. Your body hurts. You're getting yelled at every single day about mistakes you make because you don't know how to do this kind of thing, right? And you got people that are trying to make you look bad because they don't want you to take their job because you're going to take money from their family. And you are expected to compete at a world-class level and and kill it. And so it creates in you a vastly different grit and dog that you can't can't get other places. Mm -hmm. I mean, competitive sports is one of the most... Man, it's the most hardening and, and shaping environments because it's not like I'm in business. I'm behind a desk and I get to take phone calls and I'm clicking emails and I'm getting the phone and getting good with my words. Sure. You have to do that in football. You already have to do You have to be able to have a banter back and forth, navigate the psychology. But now I need you to take your full body and run it towards somebody else and hit them as hard as you can. You're, wow. you're engaging another part of the physicality of the game. Ooh. And so you asked what it taught me. It taught me things that nothing else can teach you. Yeah. It, it taught me intangibles that are connected to emotions now. So I, I can't run and hit people and tackle to win, right? But I know the emotion of this is going to hurt. It's going to be hard. I'm tired. I made a mistake. I got I to gotta get back on the horse. And when most people, they won't, like I go, no, that that happens, you know, 70 times a, a game in every defensive play. You, t- you know, it's like, it just happens every place. You get conditioned to it. You get numb to the pain of what that was. And so where most people go, it's too much. They get out in the first time. I'm going to hit it 70 more times. Inevitably, I'm going to beat you at something. Mm-hmm. And so the game taught me that to, to literally go into the most uncomfortable way you can imagine and still give every bit of you. And if you stumble, you, you get back up because you can't get off the field. You're on the field. You're locked in. Let's go to work. And eventually, you get past the fear of it all. Just so we're clear, this is, it feels heavy and it's mm-hmm, fearful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It does eventually become less fearful. In fact, it becomes fun. You love wow. it. You you just the, the adrenaline of, of it all, maybe? It could be the adrenaline. I think you submit to the anguish. You you submit to the pain of it, the reality of it, the it's gonna hurt. There's gotta be bumps. You go, I love that. It lets me feel like I'm alive. And you love the competition now. You love the 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 back and forth. You love just getting that that some guy talking to you, talking to him, and you love getting that, you know, that yeah. W on him. Even if it's that one play, but you love it all. You start to to engage and embrace all this difficulty. And so when, when you and I face the difficulty and you can't wait to turn and run because it's hard and I can't wait to do more of it and dive in, That's who do you right. think wins business? You, of course, <laughs> every single time. Yeah. Wow, man, that, that, that's amazing. So thank you for the, the in-depth, man, explanation and, and, and comparison. I know people that are listening to the show uh, appreciate it. I, I'm a marketing and, and, and PR guy, right? That's why I can't. Have you leave the show? I know it asks you about about marketing. You have a hell of a personal brand. People know your name across the country, across the world. How important is marketing uh, when it comes to your business and personal branding? Well, it's it's uh, critical. I mean, it's the it's paramount. Every company has to market, right? If no one knows you exist, you get the cure for cancer, and you can't cure anybody's cancer because no one's going to work with you, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for me, marketing is different than advertising. Right? Advertising saying, "Hey, I've got this thing. It costs this much. Discount deal, right?" But in order for the discount of the deal to even be valuable to somebody, they have to be marketing. Like if Nike comes out and goes, hey, 50% off my shoes, 
A, I know the value of Nike from the marketing I've seen. So that's a deal. If somebody from like, um, you know, Bubbaloo Shoes comes out and gives you a 75% discount, I'm like, what are Bubbaloo Shoes? The heck? No marketing, 75% off doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. So in the world of what I'm doing, we have to consistently market. I need I need my name to be known and synonymous with value and what I can provide. And so it's marketing so people see it. Now that comes into brand and branding, right? It's all tied together because the brand is what's the personality. The branding is how it's displayed. The marketing is how it's consistently displayed to have a value tied to it. So when you do advertise, people go, yeah, I want the deal, right? And so these are all critical pieces of the business. And realistically, you can't you can't rely upon it happily happening because you want it to or like hoping it falls in mm-hmm. place. You have to mm-hmm. strategize. You have to structure it. And you have to create a, like a system that's I call it a rhythmic system of whatever it is to create content or put things out or do marketing. You have to have a rhythm to it because people need to find you and then be reminded about you because if they forget about you, it's as if they also don't know you, right? So mm-hmm. the putting it out and the reminding consistently or piece of it so when it comes time for the rest of the business, that if there's a moment in time they go, gosh, I need to help in this, that I pop into their mind. That's how it helps the business. That's right. It's not even always the here and now. I've had people that have followed me for like four years. They go, look, I've been following you for four years. I've liked your work, but like, it's finally time. Like, I, I want to work with you now. Imagine mm-hmm. if I stopped mm-hmm. marketing mm-hmm. in the four years. That's right. That 100%. Wow. So, so very important. Um. You're a book author. You got you got a great book out, Identity Shift. Uh, talk to me about the book. Uh, what is the book yeah. about and where can people find the book? The book's about the the concept and the process of identity shifting, right? So the, the pathway, we'll call it the vehicle, is a dark work. The destination is an identity shift, meaning you have elevated your identity to have what you want. Because I don't believe, again, you can have what you want or attain or sustain it without elevating your identity to it. But there's a process to it, but it's also something where the concept it becomes clear in the books. You go, oh, that's why it's important. You also, you got to realize everyone you know has done it. Everyone that we know, because we know their names, because they're famous or their notoriety of some sort, you know them because they've made these shifts. They weren't born as they are, right? They built themselves. And so this is an also decoding, we'll call it, of the steps you can go through to have it be part of your journey as well. So if you want to have success similarly, you'll understand the steps to go through in the book to actually have it be your reality. That's exactly right. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the VIP show. Jose Testimonio, I'm your host, the great Anthony Trucks, man. Anthony, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I I, I really appreciate it. If people want to work with you, they want to find you, where can people do that? Go to anthonytrucks.com. Simplest way to find me. Boom. You got it. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate you. Happy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot.